Welcome to the Unveiling Grace podcast, a place to experience a grace that heals. Allow this grace to take your life and your relationships to another level as it frees you from the weight of performance-based religion. Enjoy another episode as Joel Groh and Lynn Wilder share encouraging stories and candid dialogue that can help you experience a grace that heals. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Unveiling Grace podcast. So glad you're with us. Got another exciting episode for you today, tonight, this morning, whenever you happen to be listening. I'm Joel Grote. It's me, Jesse. Wait. No. I'm Lynn Wilder, but this is It's Me, Jesse. If you've never been to her YouTube channel, you need to go. It's yes. me, Jesse. Welcome. Thank you. We're Thank glad you so to have much. you today. Well, Jessica, for folks who have not been to your YouTube channel, I can't imagine anybody who hasn't, please tell us a little bit about who you are. I can tell you that Jessie was raised Christian, and so she's not our typical guest having once been LDS, but she does know a lot about Mormonism and has quite a heart for the Mormon people. Yes. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. It's such a blessing to be here. I'm very humbled and excited, especially um, having watched you and knowing your ministry so well for years. This is just amazing. Mm. Um, But yeah, I was raised Christian and I don't know how else to get into where I am now without just jumping into the story with the missionaries who came to our home in September of 2018. Um, My husband and I were new to Parker, Colorado, which is a heavily LDS neighborhood. There are chapels, I think five within, you know, a couple mile radius. They were just everywhere. And so we didn't actually know that moving there, um, both being from Denver. But anyway, one night, uh, the two missionaries came to our door and my husband, it was a chilly evening. He opened the door and just started chatting with them and I could hear through the door. And so I peeked my head around. I was in like sweatpants. We were ready for bed. <laughs> it was kind of late. And I said, Hey, do you guys want to come in? And they just looked so excited. And so <laughs> we pulled them in out of the cold and we just started talking. And I, I feel like that night we actually talked well past their curfew. And I will admit, we were not inviting them in to hear the message of the LDS church. We invited them in to share biblical Christianity with them. Um, but they got through, I think the missionary lesson that night and we asked them so many questions and little did we know they come back over and over and over as many times as you'll have them. So they asked if they could come back and we said, absolutely. Um, so this turned into a four and a half month multiple times a week, as many times as we would let them come back, um, as many times as we would invite them in, these young elders came back over and over and over and over. And my husband and I grew to have such a love for them and such a genuine concern for their eternal souls and where they were at that we continually invited them back. We loved them. We fed them. We made meals and we even had them over for a game night once, which I think was against the rules, but we loved on these young elders. So um, them coming back, they didn't realize that every time they left, um, my husband and I would shut the door and then we would it, like we'd put all our kiddos to bed and then we go to the couch and we just learn Mormonism in depth. We jump on YouTube, we jump on 
every website out there and we would just study, study, study. We read the Book of Mormon. We got to know the Doctrine and Covenants and the Pearl of Great Price and all the wow. extended scriptures that, of course, they're not really going to talk about. Exactly. So I, I, some time... of the first Mormon missionaries that my wife and I had into our apartment um, mm -hmm. when I was still in seminary, they refused to get me a copy of the Doctrine and Covenants. They'd give me a I copy of the Book of Mormon one. and I asked for one. And they're like, no, we're sorry. We can't get you one of those yet. Once you've yes. been baptized. <laughs> so yeah, it's isn't that funny. We had the so, same thing. Quick question. Yeah. So before the elders visited, what did you have any other prior exposure to Mormonism? I mean, at least obviously at least knew about it, knew that it was um yes. a performance-based religion. That's the term Lynn and I like to use. Uh yeah. different from Christianity. But mm -hmm. how much exposure had you had to even we, groups like that. We did not know the depths of Mormonism by any means. Um, my mom is amazing. My whole life, I remember my childhood from you know very young all the way up. Every time Jehovah's Witnesses or Mormons would come to the door, she would stand at the door and talk for hours and hours and hours. And I remember thinking, <laughs> oh my Senior goodness. DNA. <laughs> yeah. I remember just thinking, wow, she's so dedicated. And it was just so beautiful to watch that. And she always cared for, we usually got Jehovah's Witnesses, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I think that was just their area. But anyway, I know in middle school, um, there was a former LDS um, husband and wife who had come out of the LDS church and they actually became Sunday school leaders in our Christian church at the time. And they, in our middle oh. school class, actually started oh, wow. teaching us Mormonism. <gasps> oh, oh so This was my them. intro. Yeah. Wow. So I knew about the temples and I knew about the tumble garments and I knew about Joseph Smith and not the depths, but I knew a lot of the doctrines within Mormonism, right. but honestly, it was very rusty because that was middle school. And now you know, I'm an <laughs> yes. adult with an established family of my own. <laughs> but at least you had some exposure to the fact that Mormonism might be different from Christianity, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Which so, a lot of Christians mm -hmm. aren't familiar with. Yeah. So, so how long did this carry on? Now, here's what we, here's what I've run into is we'd get maybe two or three visits with the same two and then one of them would get switched out. Now, yeah. did that happen to you or did you manage to have, you said like four months of visits? Yes. So it was just incredible. Totally God working through yeah. this whole situation. So we had, we knew them on a first name basis, which is I guess unusual, but I just, it was so awkward calling these, you know, 18 year olds like elder so-and-so. Yes. So we asked and we said, can we get your first names? And so we actually just became like close friends with these mm. young men. Um, so the approach. first two elders that came, um, one of them after several meetings was actually transferred out, but one of the original elders who came to our door and he said he prayed and he knew he was meant to come to our door. He was with us <laughs> the entire time. And he actually got transferred wow. into a trio, which is unusual of elders. So we actually had three for like three solid months at least. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that one is of them unusual. was the original. Yeah. Well, so you weren't so doing cool. anything that was driving them away, apparently. Mm -hmm. But so were you not like <laughs> we every time they hand. Came, they honestly had no idea what we were doing in the background. So we would have all kinds of doctrine and all kinds of discussion topics to talk about when they'd come back. And um, little did they know we were just diving in. My husband and I both just full force, like, let's learn this religion so that we actually know how to respond. Mm, yeah. And that's yeah. what I learned is if we didn't understand Mormonism, we got nowhere. 
it's kind of just endless little debates and random obscure passages. And I was like, oh my goodness, what do they believe? We need to know this before we actually try to, you know, show them the contrast mm -hmm, between right. our beliefs. And probably lots of agreement because I've, yeah. I, and I've heard other people do it too, nickname the first uh, discussion, mm -hmm. just the common ground discussion. You just agree with everything, anything they throw out there. Hey, we believe this. Oh, so do we. Well, yeah. we believe so do we. Mm -hmm. I mean, the yeah. whole thing is just to establish that confidence and common ground. Yeah. And yeah, it's not till you get into the depth that you start realizing, oh, there's some significant yeah. differences that they aren't going to bring up and point out. Mm -hmm. Even with the terms, I think learning the terms and the different meanings, you know, with gospel salvation, um, even, you know, who Jesus Christ is within Mormonism. There were so many things we need to learn and establish um, before we could really address that. Yeah. So, so tell me, um, what sort of format, how did you and your husband obviously share, speak true, that, that still lets you have this relationship and keep yeah. them coming back? And yet, obviously, you guys are intent on the truth. And so what were you kind of using to do that? Well, we were shocked that they kept coming back. I mean, we would bring up history of Mormonism, some really shaky topics. We brought up Book of Abraham. We brought up polygamy. We brought up, you know, Joseph Smith as a prophet. We dove into the scripture. We talked about Galatians chapter one and, you know, a false gospel and a, a true gospel. And I mean, we got into everything you can possibly imagine. We even talked about the golden plates that, you know, Joseph Smith supposedly ran with all kinds of things. You have no idea. And wow. yeah. And they, they kept coming back. I do know that while we were meeting and while we were discussing all these things, they were having discussions with their leadership and with other missionaries. And we kind of became like the notorious Christians who continually met with this group of elders. And so we ultimately ended up visiting the LDS church with them, with the agreement that they would also visit our church. They offered. And we said, absolutely. We didn't yeah. take our kids, but mm -hmm. yeah. And so when we went to church, it was interesting because a lot of people there said, Oh, we've heard of you guys. And my husband and I were like, well, you they were probably okay. using yes. you as well, right? To learn yeah. the Christian arguments mm -hmm. and to Absolutely. kind of see what the differences were. Yeah. Right. And yet yeah. you must not have offended them or yeah. they must not have felt pressured. Yeah. Well, if you were, okay, if you were effusing, letting off the vibe that you're giving off right now as you're talking to me. There is so much compassion. There is so much genuine concern, not just about them as LDS, but them as people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That we're designed for community. We're wired, no matter who we are, as image of God, we're wired to connect and to be cared for and loved and appreciated for who we are. And so yeah, doing that, I mean, that had to be so different because just what I've known in talking to Mormon missionaries and, and former Mormon missionaries, and then now been reinforced reading Micah's um, book, how many times the response from Christians is yeah. harsh, it's negative, it's slammed the door in your face. And so to get believers in Jesus, people who are Christians, and yet have this incredible heart and openness and honesty, and yes, we really want you back. And no, we're not going to invite you back just to pull out our Bibles and beat you over the heads with them, you know, wanting to learn what they had to say. Yes, there was so much back and forth. And I think that's a huge part of it. We would discuss 
what do you believe with this doctrine? What does this passage mean to you? What is when, What are your church beliefs? And we would just dive into everything. And we had so much back and forth discussion that my husband and I never ganged up on them ever, but we were also very, very bold. And so it was quite incredible to the two of us that they did come back because we didn't hold back. Like I said, we brought up so many questions within Mormonism. And then we really did compare it to biblical Christianity. And every time we'd kind of reach like a dead end and they didn't know quite where to go with something. (laughs) My husband was so good at this. He always said, we care about truth. Ultimately truth matters. And he always brought it back to truth. And then they would agree. Yeah. Truth matters. And so we just always tried to center our discussions around what is truth. Um, And a person perhaps. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And I had a thought and it went away. Uh, Lynn, that happens. Well, I do know that this experience with Jessica and her husband led to a YouTube channel and a ministry. So tell me how that happened, because it's only been a couple years. And yet what you've done has just gone viral. (laughs) Yes, I've been on YouTube for about two and a half years, maybe a little more than that at this point. But how it happened. Um, we met with them, like I said, for all of those months. And at the very end, we did on a Sunday, go to the audience church with them. And it was actually a testimony meeting and everything. And we discussed that afterwards and we went to sun- Sunday school or whatever they call it afterwards as well right, with them. Yes. And we were there for the full three hour block. It was a very oh long heart. time. That was back when they were doing three hours. They've now yes. cut that yeah. down a little bit. So. Yes. Yeah. Shortly after that, they transitioned it a little shorter, but we were there for all of it and we committed to it. And that week, the elders said, the missionary, our mission president wants to come with us to our meetings at your home this week. Is that okay? And in my heart, I knew that meant they would not come to church with us the next week. It would all end. I knew it. And I had such anxiety over this. And I knew they needed to come to our church and hear whatever God had prepared our pastor to preach that Sunday. Yeah. Um, and so we had legitimate excuses as to why we could not meet that week. And it was just perfect. And so they ended up and they couldn't even get out of it because we actually had a Saturday night service option. And so they said, yep, we can go with you on Saturday night service. And so the following weekend they came with us and three Mormon missionaries with their outfits on and their name tags. (laughs) Um, We sat up front and center and our pastor got up on the stage, you know, in front of the pulpit. And he saw us there. He knows us, me and my husband. And he saw, he told us later, I was thinking, oh, wow, Lord, this is what you planned tonight. And now I know why. And he said, it just gave him all kinds of nerves because he just did not see that coming. But he (laughs) preached on first John chapter four verses one through six, which could not be more applicable about false prophets and testing the spirits. Yes. And I had adrenaline the whole time. I was praying the whole time. My husband was praying the whole time. We watched the elders just fidget and we could tell that the Holy spirit was moving and they heard truth that night. And it just, it was so incredible. So I I knew this had to be the end. (laughs) I mean, they had to get their mission president in to meet with us. So they came the following meeting. He could not make it, but the wife could. The mission president's wife came and she's a very, very um, bold and very outgoing woman. So she's perfect for the position. (laughs) Yeah. um, I would almost rather deal with 
really staunch LDS men than really staunch LDS women. Um, yes. There's a, sorry, Lynn, there's, there's an edge. <laughs> there's an edge there sometimes that can be downright scary. Um, yes. She came so, in on a mission. And yeah. um, as soon as we opened the door, this woman was there to get those young men out and end it all. Um, she knew what my husband and I were all about. She knew that we were not at all interested in converting. And she knew that we were the ones doing the converting. And that became very evident quickly within the conversation. And she got very, very defensive. And anyway, it, it got to the point where I was crushed. I loved these young oh. people so much and my husband did too. And I couldn't hold back the emotion. So I yeah. had to excuse myself because I was in tears and she, um, my husband did a great job. He, he took, <laughs> took over the conversation, but she couldn't get out of there fast enough. And it was amazing because I know hell had come up that night and my husband had said something to her. He said, if, I know the truth and I believe this with all my heart and I don't tell you, how does that, how could I live with that? And tears welled up in her eyes and the whole, I mean, the elders didn't say a word. You could like hear their hearts beating <laughs> all night. And she, at one point after I had excused myself, somehow made an excuse to leave. And she just leaped out of her chair and flew out the door before anybody else had a chance to stand up. Did she and drag so, them with her? Or did she leave them no, behind? No, she didn't. She left them behind, oh, I think, hallelujah. to like say okay. their goodbyes. <laughs> so I came back into the room, a bawling mess. And I told them, can I hug each one of you? I love you very much. We care about you. We're going to continue to pray for you. We're so thrilled that God took you into our lives. And I know there was a purpose. And so we hugged him all goodbye and they didn't know what to do. One of the elders looked heartbroken himself. I think he was so discouraged that we had built this relationship and he, whether he was fervent for the cause of Mormonism and felt like maybe there was a chance something was just crush crushing his heart yeah. and his spirit that night. Mm -hmm. So, so they left and, um, I don't know that I've ever wept that hard in my life. And I know oh, it sounds no. quite intense and kind of ridiculous looking back on it, but I, my heart broke and my husband said, what's wrong. And I remember, I just said, we'll never see them again. Um, what are we yeah. going to do? Like, yeah. are we just yeah. going to pray yes. that other Christians <laughs> will invite them in because yeah. many Christians don't. <laughs> right. And so I just felt like we were throwing them out into the world and they had so much more time on their missions and it was just very helpless. And so my husband reminded me, he said, we don't change people. We give it to God. And the Holy spirit is the one that convicts hearts. And you just have to remember that and cling to the fact that God used us and we planted the seed. And so I woke up the next day and I said, all right, I'm getting on YouTube. <laughs> I said, <laughs> plant seeds all over all the right. place. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I couldn't keep it to myself. I said, I have all this knowledge and I cannot just sit here waiting for a missionary to Lord willing appear at our door one day. I'm taking it to YouTube yeah. and I'm going to reach whoever God will lead to my channel. And yeah. that's what put me on YouTube. Odds are your door is marked. Um, and um, her channel is, it's me, Jesse. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, we'll put that in the show notes. We'll put a link to your channel in the show notes. And if okay. I remember right, I think I watched your very first one where you talk about you gave, you know, some of the some of the story and the impetus. And I just thought, yeah. oh God, bless her heart. Um, this is what we need for people to both do and to model um just that incredible love, that lavish love. Because I was hearing somebody speak 
and they said, God's, God spreads grace like a four-year-old spreads peanut butter. It's all over. And sometimes it's messy, but it's wonderful. <laughs> it's like, okay, interesting analogy. But I mean, so, that's the truth. That's how our God loves. And so, oh, yeah. 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 So when Mike and I do these workshops about how to witness to Mormons, mm -hmm. um, one of the things we suggest is that you get on uh, the the. I started to say LDS.org, but I'm not yeah. sure what it is now. ChurchofJesusChrist.org. Church of yeah. yeah. um, and you can actually request the missionaries to come to your house. Mm -hmm. And then right. we recommend that you do that because you hear what they believe mm -hmm. from their mouths. And then we'll kind of give you the background <laughs> stories. So yes. you know how to interpret it. And you understand that they're using different language. Yes, so they're yeah. using the same words, but they have different meanings. Yes. Um, yeah. None of them have the same meanings. None of them. Right. right. right? And that was one thing I wanted to ask yes. you about. And this may be like the last question for this episode, because we're starting yeah. to get close yeah. to. Did you, because here's something that I've run into and probably less with Mormon missionaries once in a while with them, but more with higher ups. And I wonder if maybe you ran into it with even, was it the stake president's wife? Yes. Um, this, this Mormon culture of deception, in other words, this willingness to soft pedal, distort, deny, um, downplay certain things that they know are going to make them look not Christian, that they know um, don't connect. Did you have to fight that at all with the LDS missionaries? Or did you guys manage to establish such a good open relationship from the beginning that there wasn't that there? Because like I say, I've had that with Mormon missionaries, but not near as often as I've had it with higher ups in the LDS yeah. church, if I've been at an event or if I've traveled. Um, so right. is that something you've run into and you're aware of? I, don't, I haven't seen enough of your channel to know if you ever addressed that. But for me, I, that's yeah. an important thing for Christians to be aware of mm -hmm. is that that can happen. There can be a lack of straightforwardness, even yeah. with what they believe. Absolutely. I think we lucked out with the most incredible set of elders because we had such a transparent relationship with them. Um, we talked about everything to the point where one of them, who I'm still, I'm still in touch with two of them to this day, oh, which is oh, a huge cool. blessing. Okay. Yeah. And they actually came back, kind of snuck back to the house in the nights prior to say a proper goodbye. It was just so amazing. This Ooh. is the relationship we had with them. Yeah. But anyway, um, one of them was so open with us that he said he was on an initial mission um, to, I was out of country and he, he's like, I just want to let you know, I know all the stuff about the church, everything. And he said, I actually left my first mission. I was super depressed. And um, he shared this very touching story and he went home to a very, you know, very LDS family and they mm. love and support him, which was such a blessing, but he was on his second mission. And I think the overwhelming pressure put him on the second mission. Wow. Um, but because yeah. of that, he was so open. He talked about everything and he trusted us with his heart. And we were able to discuss all of these, you know, problematic doctrines. Very the deep, the deep doctrines. Yes very yeah. honestly and so that was incredible mm, that's and unusual I, yes yeah. and one of the other missionaries um he was a convert to the church so this was all just he's like this New is so over my head but it was such a blessing because he's getting 
just showered upon all of this yeah. doctrine that he never would have probably heard on his mission. Right. Yeah. Um, so that was pretty great. But I will say, yes, um, they brought some higher ups with them multiple times um, from the ward and okay. then the mission stakes wife. Yeah. And okay. they did a lot of what you ex what you were saying. So just, mm -hmm. just so Christians are aware of that, but I think yeah. the biggest takeaway from what you've shared, and we're, we've got to go into another episode because I want to hear you know, what you've learned, what's happened with the YouTube channel, how God has used all that. Mm -hmm. But I think the single biggest takeaway is there is no substitute for a loving, caring, compassionate relationship with people and how that's what opens doors to share truth yeah. and share the gospel. Well, and Got that's what first. Mormons have that draw people in, yes. except yeah. when you leave the church, it all goes away, which yeah. shocks people. Yeah. Um, yeah, They're surprised to find that all those people they thought yes. were good friends of theirs, yeah. for me, for 30 years, just literally can't talk to you anymore, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's a very, it's well, it's a very conditional, it's a very conditional love, it's a very yeah. conditional yeah. acceptance. When the conditions are met, it's there. I mean, it's strong, yeah. it's supportive, but man, you remove the conditions and everything else gets taken away. We were told by so many LDS neighbors and the people that they brought into the home with us, they all were constantly telling us, you guys would make such so great Mormons. <laughs> yes. yeah. As they're bringing yeah. you by. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, Jesse, thank you. What a blessing to have you, Lynn. Um, thanks for having her there. And we're gonna we're gonna do another podcast episode. So Sounds stay great. tuned, people. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Absolutely. I'll try to not be one of those angry Mormon women. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. You're not. Way, you're so <laughs> no, Joel and I, I mean we address this. We talk we talk yeah. about this and I explain to him that we do have this like thing <laughs> that comes from our past. Yeah, well, I've seen that so. thing, but compassion and love from you, and I love you. <laughs> Grace and peace to you, friends. Until next time. So long. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the Unveiling Grace podcast. You can find show notes and leave us your comments and questions at unveilinggracepodcast.com. We have an exciting announcement. Michael Wilder's new book, Passport to Heaven, is out, and for a donation of $20 or more to the podcast, we'll send it to you. It's the true story of a zealous Mormon missionary who discovers the Jesus he never knew. Just go to unveilinggracepodcast.com and click on the Micah's Book button to get yours. We appreciate your support of the Unveiling Grace podcast, where you can experience a grace that heals.